Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed, and this episode is one of our questions of the Force. We are excited to see if we indeed have answers. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Ken Napsuck. So happy to be celebrating Star Wars in a May the 4th week and trying to find answers to the big questions you all sent us. It's uh, one of our favorite things to do. Yeah, absolutely. I hope everyone listening had a great uh, May the 4th day. And if you listen to our episode uh, that we put out on May the 4th, I hope you all found the Star Wars soap that was right for you. Uh, (laughs) With that, we want to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash 4Center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. This week, we are continuing to recommend Brotherhood by Mike Chen, a new adventure of Obi-Wan Kenobi in Anakin Skywalker. You know, brothers. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash center. One more time, audibletrial.com slash center for your free audiobook. Give that one a listen if you're interested. We'll be reading and discussing eventually here on Force Center. Uh, with that, let's dive into some questions. Two from Twitter, two from our patrons on Patreon. We go first to Twitter and Daniel Mormack. Daniel says, I think we all agree that use of the force exhausts one. Does it also age certain species? Ken, where do you go with this one? Well, how about this, Daniel? Maybe perhaps it extends life. Okay. Maybe Yoda and Grogu <laughs> are examples and Yaddle examples of uh, the species that lives longer when they, maybe they don't. But here's um, my thought is this. I like the idea that, extensive use of large amounts of force can take its toll again mentioning exhausting but just that it could 
it could rob a little bit of your life force. But when I said that, say that out loud, it doesn't, that doesn't seem fair. <laughs> Aging seems <laughs> kind of unfair, but I can just buy into the notion that, um, you know, the force is there. It's there for you. It's always there to, to guide your actions and to be support. But that if, if you're, I don't know, maybe this is a built-in warning to the Sith <laughs> that, that, that <laughs> if you abuse it, you could age sooner Again, they're not going to let go. Palpatine's never been one to be too concerned about his age, uh, I don't think. So, yeah, I know I'm kind of given a vague mix of a, of a yes and no here, uh, <laughs> but I do do think it could speak to how different species interact with the Force as well. You know what I mean? Where it has a different view of it, and it, it it's a positive thing, and age is wisdom, and yes, if you use it too much, maybe uh, it, it can can age you. So, I know, my point is, Oparensis is 40. <laughs> he's really really had a rough few years poor opo uh yeah i know i i kind of go went along the same thought process as, as you did i really love the stuff in high republic some moments that are you know really explicit about concentrating and in the the power of the force is endless uh but you know crude beans are crude you know are crude flesh mm-hmm. uh is it's being passed through um I love that idea that the force is luminous and endless, uh, but it is being filtered through uh, these mortal beings and mm-hmm. that it, it can ex- be exhausting. Uh, great stuff with yeah. Nestra, other examples. Um, I, I talked about it before. I really like that uh, in terms of looking at the way Yoda lifts the X-Wing out mm-hmm. of the swamp on Dagobah, that it isn't just like, hey, it, you know, it's no different than a rock. Snap my finger and do a dance. What? I didn't break mm-hmm. a sweat, right? It's still right, right. a matter of concentrating and mm-hmm. focusing. Um, so I I like the idea that it's exhausting aging though, then gets into this different thing. Right. And and I went through a similar thought, uh, uh, pattern path is you that for dark side force users, I I like the idea that overusing the dark side can rot you. Right. That just like Mm -hmm. simmering hate, it just yellows your eyes, blackens your teeth. And it's just like, it's visceral. You feel it. Like, I don't know, for some reason, my body's kind of rotting after I've spent a lot of time just shooting hate lightning through it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. What's going on here? (laughs) Pulling just anger out of Mm -hmm. the cosmic force and shoving it through my body into another person's face. For some reason, my body doesn't feel great. Like that feels right, but that's about the dark side. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, uh, when when I wrestle with this, I really wrestle with like, well, what does the force mean? What are we saying if it ages certain species? What's that meaning? Mm. And I think I don't like getting into the video game of like you can only use it <laughs> right. uh, for this many dots, and then your bar needs to refresh. You know, so I like the idea if you are calm and measured, and the force is you know flowing through you almost constantly. It's no problem if you're a light side user and you're mm. you're using it, you know, in a sort of this calm measured pace right yeah but then i can see the light side starting to age you if you're constantly actively using it right if you're like always on the go you're always doing huge uh force leaps you're always uh, hurling rocks <laughs> around mm-hmm. you're really actively using it that then I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by uh to pull from another lucasfilm property you know it's not the years it's the mileage right <laughs> oh yeah well done that'd be one thing if opal rancisis uh, quietly communed and meditated with the force and gently lifted, you know, a, a snack to his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, or adjusted a blade of grass to see what that felt like. That that every day isn't going to age you. But if Opa Rancisus was just like, I'm throwing stuff. <laughs> right. I'm springing on my tail. I'm in constant active. <laughs> that it wouldn't even necessarily be bad because maybe the action yeah. would be to help people, but they'd be like, oh, look, uh, I, I know I'm only 20, but uh, I'm only 20 and I don't have knees because I'm oborancisis, but my knees are shot, you know? Yeah, see, there's something I, I, I like about this where it's it's just kind of, you, you could get philosophical with it. Maybe it's even a myth, right? Maybe they teach you this in the Jedi Academy. Like, oh, you, you could age too soon there, uh, you know? And it's this warning, it's just a reminder to like, it's not about overusing it, but how you use it and, and what you use it for. This is why Anakin might feel he would get in trouble by floating fruit towards Padme. Like, <laughs> uh, you're not supposed to do this. Again, not that it, it's, it's your energy bar being drained and, 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 and that video game thing you mentioned, but just a reminder to to find balance in the force and, and how it's there to help you, guide you. 
and and to keep you again a little bit a little bit of a safeguard to not abuse this power. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I almost think of it as like something that like exercise, right? Like you can mm-hmm. do it wrong. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So maybe if you're like tight and aggressive, even if you're using the light side, that it starts to to wear on you. It's about form. Lift from the legs. Yeah. Yeah, lift from the legs with the force. When you're using, even when you're using the force, <laughs> lift that rock yeah, from your absolutely. force legs. Um, yeah, and then the the, the species uh, that I am intrigued by too. Um, kind of went to the bigger philosophical thing, but the species, like it seems like in general, uh, humans have uh, proliferated across the galaxy and are among the more frail species. <laughs> yes, yes. In terms of lifespan, uh, that I guess I'm not against that. I don't want it to be like I lifted. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I it's you. it's a fine balance, uh, but yeah, yeah. I'd be fine if if it was like, yeah, Wookie's uh, Wookie's crude matter is built a little stronger than humans' crude matter is. Yeah, th- uh, yeah. I know what you mean. I, uh, I'm also speaking just like as a you know aging human in the real world, which we all are here. It's like I don't if I if I tap into something as wonderful as a force, I, I want to be rewarded for it, not <laughs> punished. So uh, yeah, but uh, but humans in the galaxy, maybe they deserve it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think that's know. the thing is it's a natural thing. If you use it naturally, if you use it wisely, it's fine. If you, <laughs> mm. if you use it aggressively, maybe it's going to give you some knee pain. There, yeah, no, there's my final answer. Yeah. To give you some knee pain. But it's also like in the Sebastian Shaw version of, of Anakin, it's like, yes, he's gone through a lot of trauma, the moose part, everything <laughs> like I, 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 it just can work for me. But like that, there's a little bit of that dark side, uh, cost of the dark side is, is some premature aging there. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm all on board on that. Like, weren't you 17? Damn. Right, right. Um, yeah. Uh, so those, that's our answers. Uh, we always joke about, uh, will we have answers? Kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> on that one. Uh, any other thoughts before we move on? Uh, no, again, I really, you guys look it up. Oppo is 40. I, I saw it. I saw it on Wikipedia. <laughs> no, Excellent. We'll move on from the great Oppo's age debate to our next question from M. Flinner 99 M. Flinner says, if you could design a mission for the Galactic Star Cruiser, what would it be and who would you want to see on the ship? Uh, This is, of course, referring to the stay in the hotel uh, that is actually, well, it's actually a stay in the hotel, but the Mm -hmm. narrative is that you're on a Star Cruiser. I kind of looked it up. There's a, uh, if this is spoilers for anybody who is going to be making it to the Galactic Star Cruiser, uh, feel free to fast forward 30 seconds. But I I looked it up that there's a, there's a kind of a general narrative that even if you don't engage a lot, you'll see the beginning and the end of, but then there are kind of branching narratives depending on who you choose to engage with that you can uh, choose little, little missions and little stories. So I think that's uh, where this question is coming from. If we were designing for Galactic Star Cruiser and making up either that big narrative or the little side adventures, what we might uh, make up, uh, Ken, what are your thoughts? Well, it's interesting because we, we had the, the party planning question on the May the 4th episode, and, and I, I accidentally just realized I kind of almost have answered the same thing here, but <laughs> go with me. I want this, uh, what is it, the Halcyon? The Halcyon? I, I want yeah. this thing, this ship, to be used, its mission is to drop off wedding goers to their home planet so they don't drink in spaceship on the way home. <laughs> so it becomes kind of a... a, a a ride share after the, after the wedding, whoever's rented out the wedding. I don't know. And as far as people on the ship, similar to how you and I were planning our party, uh, I just, who would make that ride home even more of an adventure, right? Cause you just can't have it just be a simple drop off mission. Things got to happen. So I, I would want Lando and L3, uh, <laughs> bring a weird, fun energy to the party. He's uh, cool. She's, she's kind of complaining about the things at the wedding, but she's right about it. So you should listen. Uh, I do want Ben Quadrinaros there <laughs> just cause yeah, he's for the star quality, just the star quality. Exactly. Uh, also I just like the idea at, at a wedding. He's the one who's like, Ooh, don't mind if I do anytime the food plate comes by. <laughs> uh, I want, um, Quarsh and, uh, Marik, uh, Panaka. Ooh, the reason being, they're a wonderful example of a, of a power couple in Star Wars, married, doing great things in their careers here. We know the direction Quarsh goes. I understand. But I love, uh, I had an experience of leaving a wedding on buses and everyone had to leave on the bus, like uh, these three buses. It was uh, way out in the wine country area. The adventures on that bus back kind of is the basis of this. And there's always that couple that's really maybe too intense Maybe they're fighting with themselves and they're not sure why they were at the wedding and they're upset that they're there. 
and can't wait to get off the bus. And I'm not saying that they're that that's who they are as characters, but just sometimes there's they're both seem to be very serious, especially Quarsh. So I just imagine that would be it'd be fun to observe them on this wedding uh, wedding party bus home. Nice, um, nice. Yeah, yeah. and co- two uh, two quick choices. Sorry, Bays and Sherrod, oh. just because I think they'd be having, they'd be bickering, they'd be having fun, uh, they'd keep the energy uh, going. And then I want young Leia and young Holdo. Uh, because I think they'd be mischievous and they'd be kind of spinning the plates on all these party goers. Uh, Leia, yes, uh, trying to help maybe. All, all good, not not dark side energy here, but just, you know, they I could see. And then I'd want the story told through their eyes, like the book that this is based on uh, would be told through their eyes. They're the point of view to this ride home. Oh, nice. I like this a lot. Uh, yeah, you, you pick some great characters. And yeah, the the book uh, coming out here eventually with Han and Leia, I think that's their kind of honeymoon. So you're you're in line with that book, with yeah. the way the Galactic Star Cruiser uh, can be used. Um, I think probably because we just went on that uh, adventure uh, on our previous episode about the parties, I kind of stayed in the general sequel era for myself. Mm. Um uh, par- partially just to limit myself. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't want to be like I'd, I'd, I'd help Yoda build a hat. Um, I I would love it if it is in that uh, Resistance First Order conflict era. I would love to help Claude join the Resistance. Um, <laughs> I was just really thinking through, like, well, what are the narratives? Like, well, okay, clearly the Resistance has really been narrowed down in Last Jedi. There are more allies out there who are afraid to respond, but they've clearly built the core group back up a bit. We get mm. some of that in that resistance reborn book of man, would that be great to just like you encounter Claude, you know, if yeah. they can do him <laughs> in yeah. a giant stationary animatronic, great. Uh, or if, you know, you, you, you go into the refresher and like, you know, if you use the second stall, you open it and there's Claude. Claude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when you yeah. open the refresher toilet door yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Claude asks you to like pass a note, you know, and that, I would just feel so <laughs> such pride if I then watched Rise of Skywalker. Like, you know what? Yeah. I helped get this guy on board the Falcon. <laughs> Story. I love this. The origins yeah. of Claude. Yeah. The Claude origins. And it's really fun to imagine like a person mm. in, a, in a really weird costume or <laughs> yeah. the animatronic that bobbles. Um, the other, uh, one, uh, is I was really thinking about what narratives would it be fun to be a part of? Um, mm. so getting a force sensitive kid to Ray, like, uh, some parents on oh. board know their kid is force sensitive and they've heard about, you know, uh, this new hope Ray. Um, and it is like your job to, to, you know, pass whatever note. I guess that's all I want to do is pass a note. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm on a cruise. I can't be bothered. I, I, I want to help and feel pride, but all I'm going to do is pass a note. Uh, you know, I'm in the bar here. Hold on. I'm in the yeah. bar here. Yeah. I'm going to pass a note. Um, so, but that, that would feel like something like, hurrah, I did something good for the galaxy and, and mm. for a kid. Mm. I like that. Here I am. I'm, I'm, I'm basically throwing an after party and you're, you're trying to save the <laughs> galaxy. I love this. I love this. Uh, I love your, your wedding after party. Um, you know what? I'll go in on that. Um, because I, I already had uh, this couple on my list and I forgot about the whole wedding stuff, which is great. I would love to be on the star cruiser and uh, look, the, the resistance is going through everything, but uh, uh, maybe it's a, maybe it's a honeymoon slash mission at the same time. Uh, but Larma Dassey uh, and mm. her wife, uh, Roby Tice uh, yeah. are on the ship together. And uh, look, I, I, part of it came up because, like, I love uh, Larma Dassey, and I just uh, I, I want her to give me missions. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I and I would love it if it was, you know, like a a kind of a little coded mission of just like be here at this time. If it was like sort of involved in some of the things you can do, like there's a lightsaber training thing. If it was like, hey, look, um, our contact will know to send the encoded message if you miss every blaster bolt that you try to swing at. <laughs> and then everybody would be making fun of you because you're terrible at lightsaber terrible. training. You're like, yeah, but I did it for a reason. Yeah. Well, this is great. I also think they just you know, deserve a nice vacation so they could be on there uh, doing both. Important yeah. things and, and relaxing. Absolutely. And then my, my, my final one, because I would love to go to this sometime and I'm still really, really torn how I would embrace it because you know the reviews all say like this is best if you really engage mm-hmm. and sometimes full extrovert me comes out and really loves engaging right and sometimes i just kind of want to 
kick back and blend into the scenery and enjoy the sights and do the people watching. So I'm really torn of how I would embrace in real life being on this, uh, in this hotel, on this cruise. So I would love it if a mission was to actively drink. Like if it was like, we need you to go to the bar and we need you to have these three drinks. Once you're observed drinking all of them, Poe Dameron (laughs) will come over and give you the message. But only if you've had these three drinks. And do, do you keep the empties there? Is that how they know? Or is the bartender tracking it? Is just they're watching you? Yeah. I'd like, yeah. I'd like, I'd, you know, maybe you have a little card and it gets marked off and the waiters, yeah, yeah. the server's like winking at you like, all right, I see you're at, you yeah. see you only got one more until you make contact. This is great. Uh, I absolutely love this. This is a mission I can succeed at. <laughs> exactly. That's perfect. all we want. Missions yeah. we can succeed at. You're, you're, uh, <laughs> Wedding attendance informed adventures are really wise, <laughs> really fun, great stuff. Uh, it's great, yeah. No, and, and as far as the hotel, yeah, I'm, I, I'm. Would I love to get there one day? Yeah, I would. I just, I don't know if I would how I would make it for myself. I, I, just, I I'm like you too. Like where sometimes I'm like, I'm all in. Let's improv. Let's yes and. Other times I'm like, hey, it's a hotel. I just kind of want to go to the lobby bar and sit. So. <laughs> Curious, I'm sure, but uh, you know, again, I I got so scared at, at, at Galaxy's Edge my first day. You know, I was emotionally moved by the Falcon and everything. There's employees, and I wanted to say bright suns to every employee. I just, I just sometimes couldn't bring myself to do it. So it's on me. That's on me. So maybe the Galactic Star Cruiser will challenge me. Yeah, I think you should say bright suns to everyone there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. well, I think they, they stopped there. So yeah, I'm sure they would reciprocate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Some great uh, reasons to think about and discuss Galactic Star Cruiser and how exhausting the force might be on our knees and backs. Uh, We're going to take a quick break and we will be back for more questions. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. And we are back to take more questions of the force. We're going to our questions from our patrons on Patreon. We go first to Commander Cloud. Commander Cloud says, Greetings, Bombad Generals. Central to the Star Wars saga is, of course, the Force. It surrounds us, it binds us, yada, yada, yada. Whether you're pod racing, star fighting, or force skyping, the Force is there ready to guide your hand or obey your commands, which is all well and good if you are one of the lucky few who can touch the Force. If you aren't, well, you're just going to have to make do. Alongside our forceful heroes and villains are their non-force-sensitive comrades. And make do they do. So many of them have carried out incredible feats of strength, skill, or just plain luck without the benefit of tapping into a universe-spanning energy field powered by all living things. Which brings me to my question. What do you think is the most impressive thing done by a non-force user? Django killed Jedi with his bare hands. Han made the Kessel run in 12 parsecs. Satine converted Mandalore into a peaceful people. Jar Jar made that sick triple axle forward <laughs> dive. The list goes on and on. But which character do you think has the biggest claim to fame? Thanks, fellas, and may the Force, or in this case, raw, untamed badassery, be with you. Uh, mm. Thank you, Commander Cloud, for the great question. This is a really fun one, Ken. Uh, how, how do you wrestle with this? Did you ever have a moment when you were a kid being like, hey, Han did a really great job. Maybe he has the force. Oh, yeah. The fact, again, the fact that he even operates a lightsaber, uh, you know, with, with the Tauntaun and all that on Hoth just made me as a kid tell all my friends he understands he's training, he's getting there. Um, that was kind of my concept. I, I think I've told the story before of just, you know, trying to, you know, Lando had some force powers. I would tell my friends he could call the lightsaber to him. He just couldn't, you know, do other things. So I loved <laughs> kind of as a kid just thinking, uh, thinking of it. And part of that is because we talked about it recently of like Jan Dodonna and the legacy of may the force be with you. And he says it first and you just kind of associate the force and the rebels, the force and the light side. It was kind of my simple young concept of it, of just like, it's there for all of you. And you might tap into it in different ways, which is why I do enjoy. I really do enjoy Finn, Jenna, and that feeling that's just there, that's just instinct, and how that could be tied to the light side of the force, at least just the force itself. So, yeah, uh, I, I can go with that. Yeah, I like that too. You know, it, it, particularly with like Finn, who is like a character who is who is making the choice to open himself up to that calling he hears in Jenna and in her whole team as well. Uh, I think growing up for me, um, I think. Uh, I liked that Han could do cool things and so could Lando and, you know, just surviving some of those, all the pilots in, um, you know, the Battle of Endor in space, mm. like amazing. And I kind of, it gave me comfort that, okay, you don't have to have the force. You can still do cool things. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, those speeder bikes, uh, you know, mm. the, the biker scouts make it through the forest and it feels like you maybe need the force for that. But no, like I remember thinking like if those biker scouts with those helmets can get that good at driving fast, maybe mm -hmm. I could too. Um, and I think just growing up, I don't know, all the various cultural input, uh, including just straight up conversations with other kids about Han versus Luke and uh, other kids being obsessed with asking uh, girls, which, which which one is better? Which one do you like more? Right, 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 right. <laughs> I think I always kind of felt like, you know what? Han's cool. He's handsome. Everybody prefers him to Luke. You know what? Can Luke have this one thing? Luke has the force. Han's fine without it. That's the way I felt growing up. <laughs> Maybe great. a bit of my own baggage. No, I love it. Own it. Own it. That's amazing. If let, hey, 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 let Luke have this one. All right, everybody. <laughs> All right, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Especially right. before, you know, Return of the Jedi uh, came out and the whole sibling thing is like, look, Han, Han's, Han's clearly, Leia's clearly more into Han no matter what she says. Look, mm. look can, he, can we please? He, now he's got the whole, oh, he's frozen in carbonite and you're pitying him. <laughs> okay, enough already. <laughs> love that. Uh, I get it. Uh, Feel it. Yeah. So with that in mind, 
uh, our different perceptions of Han's force use. Uh, we'll go to Commander Cloud's actual question. What is on the list for you with like the most impressive? This isn't yeah. a technical force user, but incredible accomplishment. Yeah, I, and, and this is a great question, Commander Cloud, because my mind goes all places big and small. And I want to get, you know, when you said Satine converted Mandalore into peaceful pla- a people, of, ah, man, damn it, that's good. That's good. That's big. I'm thinking small. So force me to kind of look beyond some of my simple answers. But simple, simple answers. But that I'll start with those simple ones. Uh, I think Jansen and his tow cable. Good shot, Jansen. Yes, that's years of maybe training, maybe a little bit of luck, but you've got to hit that cable uh, on that ankle of the walker taking fire uh wedge great flyer but he's going around you and i both know how hard that is to do on video games Joseph. so to do it in real life to do it without obi-wan in your ear telling you to trust your instinct all that stuff i want to say that west jansen's uh, tow cable shot boom that is a badass non-force skills right there that is great um so how many do you have on your list uh yeah, only a four only a four okay okay um yeah so share some more Okay. Uh, Poplu grabbing the vine on the fly. <laughs> I didn't say they were deep, Joseph. I just said at four. Um, look, Poplu is, I, I just love this Ewok. I love, for years, I just have this running joke that he's just, he's a little bit in the drink a little bit. He's a little bit of a problem starter. He might owe you money, but he is just action first, thoughts later. And that's why he's the one that runs to the speeder bike. And so in his state, and I'm not saying he was inebriated, just maybe a little adrenalized for him to grab that vine on the fly, get to safety. I think the force was on Poplu's side that day, whether he used it or not. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, it, we can look at that and go, as uh, feats in Star Wars go, is that the most impressive? And if somebody said that to me, I'd say, you get on a speeder bike going what appears to be at least 100 miles an hour and grab a vine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't control, you know, you're, you're barely controlling it. You're, you're hammering you're barely it. Hanging on. You're barely hanging. You're flying. You're, you're, you're going for a ride and you recover just in time to hit the right vine to where get where you need to go. Yes, absolutely. I think you're right. The force was, uh, the force was alive and well that day, even though Poplu probably wasn't tapping into it. Yeah. Very, yeah. very strong. Uh, I have four on my list as well, so I'll share two and then we'll kick back to you. Perfect. Um, so I tipped my hand by discussing this, but uh, always I think my my knee-jerk reaction to this would be Han navigating the asteroid field in Empire Strikes Back. It's Ooh. particularly kind of right when he first gets in there and he realizes how bad it is and he's zipping and zagging and flipping. <laughs> and it's totally. That was always one of my like, yeah, no, I mean, clearly the Force is, is on this other level and like Jedi can do that by tapping into the Force, but other people can do uh, sometimes Jedi-like feats. Han's just that good of a pilot. Uh, that was always a big one for me. I love that. See, there you go. You're thinking about Han already. I like that there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of great Han moments. Uh, yeah. Another big one for me is uh, I started writing down individual beats, and then I realized, no, it's the whole experience. It mm. is uh, Padme Amidala surviving the Battle of Geonosis. Ooh, excellent one, Yes. An amazing uh, combination of uh, resourceful, uh, watching the flow of the battle, taking opportunities, uh, physical uh, strength. Um, but yeah, fighting the Nexu, uh, the, the great mm-hmm. joke of I think she's fine of using the, the lockpick and yeah. climbing and using the chain. Um, there are many jokes to be made about it, uh, but jumping on the reek. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a great TikTok about the physics of that uh, very painful looking jump if you uh, ever want to look that up. <laughs> Uh, very very funny and insightful yeah. um but then also just like by the time you get to the end of it and they're all surrounded right before yoda and the clones show up and mm-hmm. count dooku is saying like oh well well fought but mm, this is the end and it's this slim bit of jedi left with a bunch of other dead jedi and padme with a blaster yeah. still standing right just the everything about it uh, that's a very impressive feat surviving the battle of geonosis that's a great one there and i love some of the references to that battle and surviving it in in uh, the latest ek johnston book there queen's hope mm-hmm. of her getting through there and just having those uh skills but also that that energy the desire and uh the ability to get through it all that's a great one yeah yeah so what are your next two so uh, pushed a little forward by Commander Cloud's excellent uh, answers there for the big to the small. Uh, I went with uh, two uh, 
some bigger ones here. Uh, Mon Mothma's speech uniting the rebellion. You and I just discussed Ooh. that. You had that on your list for your favorite rebel moment. It's such a wonderful moment. Season three of Rebels. Check it out if you haven't. Uh, you look, she's someone who's obviously aware of the Force. Um, probably, you know, I don't know if she consults Force uh, the Jedi in maybe back in the day. But, you know, she, I don't know how, how much she believes. I don't know. I think a lot of it is instinct. A lot of it is her um keeping with the, the spirit of the light side, whether or not she uh, practices uh, belief in the force or not. I don't know, but I just think that one that we know how tough it was to get everyone together. We know there were still some obstacles, obstacles, uh, obstacles to get through with, with the rebellion after that. And of course you got saw lingering in the corner, always uh, poking at Mon Mothman, her, uh, her views on, on the war and the rebellion. But I just think that was a big moment for uh, the force uh, as represented by Mon Mothma and her doing it without the force, just herself, her beliefs, her heart, and her strength and her courage. Uh, so I'll, I'll put that one down as a big moment. Yeah, it was absolutely the spirit of the force, of uniting mm-hmm. people. Indeed. And then the final one, R2-D2's entire existence. <laughs> <laughs> Everything he does from, you know, launching that lightsaber off the katana into the arms of Luke. And, uh, you know, I, I, whether there's cannon, head cannon, or what I call playground cannon, I always felt Luke had a little bit of the force. And it makes me think of even Heir to the Empire and how, you know, Mara Jade might have been there trying to use the force to get that saber away from all that kind of stuff. But I just, at the end of the day, it's R2 launching that thing, at the right trajectory, the right angle. So I love that. But just his whole existence, keeping the secrets, being getting out of tough spots, saving the day. I think there's so much there that you could say that R2 acted without uh, the force. Droids in the force, it's a, it's a, you know, we don't fully understand the relationship if there is one at all. He could hear the words, but maybe not even know how to believe uh, or how to have faith. He's R2, he's doing it on his own, and he's doing it with the biggest secrets in the galaxy inside his head. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything from just surviving uh, the battle where we meet him in The Phantom Menace, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, surviving, not on like the other droids that get lost fast. Uh, he he survives uh, yep. and he lives to save Padme and attack the clones. And yeah, you're right. I love thinking that. What if Luke didn't have to nudge that lightsaber with the force at all? That was just like a yep. perfectly calculated hole in one. Like, yep. <laughs> like if yep. he was golfing, he's like, yeah, no, I, I see it's very far away, but I can get this ball exactly in that <laughs> hole. No problem. I can calculate the trajectory and the amount of force needed. This, come on. Yep. Love it. <laughs> I could do this in my sleep. I could do this in low power mode. <laughs> <laughs> That's R2. I could do this all day. Poof, launching <laughs> I could do this in low power mode all day. Yeah. That's yep. great. Mm-hmm. Um, two more for me. That was a great one. Um, uh, Poe Dameron's tie takedown on Taco Donna, which is just Ooh. fun to say. But I love that shot uh, when it's from the ground perspective in Force Awakens. Finn is tracking. I think I've gone through for uh, for trivia contests and counted the number of ties that <laughs> Poe Dameron takes down. Uh, but it's a great shot. It's a great shot. And I love Finn's enthusiasm of, wow, that's a pilot, right? And him yeah. not yet knowing that that's Poe and, and building on that connection. But it's just another moment for me of like, look, Star Wars is this fun space fantasy. And, and we're told there are some, you know, feats that only a Jedi could accomplish or uses Jedi instincts, like seeing things before they happen. But then we get examples like Han in the asteroid field and uh, <laughs> Pablo on the vine <laughs> <laughs> and Poe's tie take down on Takadana is like, look, uh, there's a lot of skilled people out there, force or not. I love that. That's a great one. I love that moment too. Mm. Yeah. And, and then encouraging myself to think bigger uh, with the great Satine converting Mandalore and your mm. uh, great example of Mon Mothma's speech. I'm going to something that we didn't actually get to see, but we know that it had to be just an absolute triumph. And I'm going to Rise of Skywalker and Lando's speech to the core worlds, right? Ooh, Yeah. Because the whole plan is, uh, we're gonna we're heading to Exegol. Uh, we're gonna take out this. Then we're gonna take out that. And uh, we're gonna be we're gonna have lots of help because Lando's gonna go to the core worlds and broadcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lando's mm-hmm. gonna do some pirate radio, one <laughs> speech to save the galaxy. And yeah. I kind of love that we don't know exactly what Lando said, but we know he killed it because the galaxy's fleet showed up. So that's that's a great one, yeah. And and 
Yeah, I don't know. It's another discussion. I, it's one of the moments maybe I wish I could have seen, but at the same time, I kind of like that I didn't see it, man. I kind of, because I, I kind of like what you're saying. I, I don't need to see it. I can imagine it from from here on out. So anyways, I love that. That's a great choice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's was, was a fun one. This is a really fun uh, thought starter. Thank you very much, Commander Cloud. Any final thoughts on this one before we go to our final question, Ken? Uh, the only thought I'll have, I'll say this, is now whenever I'm watching a Star Wars movie, this is going to be in the back of my head. I'm going to be paying a little bit more attention <laughs> to this uh, and, and this great question. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to go then to our final question from Calum Stone Street. Uh, Calum says, hey, guys, loving uh, all your content in the new format. Thank you uh, very much. Uh, I was just wondering what some of your favorite non-Star Wars films are that feature multiple actors that have appeared in the galaxy far, far away. I, like Joseph, do love Christopher Robin, but uh, one to note for me is The Death of Stalin, which features both Jason Isaacs and Rupert Friend. <laughs> that is great. Uh, yes, I, I uh, have a hard time stopping talking about the film Christopher Robin, stars Ewan McGregor, Oliver Ford Davies, uh, the uh, Amanda Lawrence who played Larma Daisy. This is the Larma Daisy episode, uh, <laughs> as well as some other uh, genre favorites like uh, Peter Capaldi, the Twelfth Doctor, and Haley Atwell, uh, Captain Carter. Lots of great people in that film. Ken, wh where do you go with this one? This, well, this is a great question, Caleb, and and also a real tough one to the point where I had to kind of do some like googling, like Star Wars movies with Star Wars people, like <laughs> to that uh, because. I, I, I thought, oh, this will be easy. There's a lot of examples and I couldn't, they weren't just rolling off, uh, off the, off the conveyor belt of answers there. And, and, and it, it's because it's the, the specific nature of it, of, of, of Star Wars films featuring multiple Star Wars actors together, because, you know, I could list you a bunch of movies that the other actors appear in. Right. I mean, that's pretty easy. So I, I had to dig, but also went with my heart on one of them. I'll start kind of more recent, uh, I, I am a big fan of, of Black Panther and the MCU film. Uh, it's one of my favorite ones. And just, you got Lupita Nyong'o, you got Forrest Whitaker, you got Andy Serkis. So there's a lot of modern Star Wars. And yes, it's yeah. MCU and it's closely related. But I had a couple of those moments of, uh, I couldn't, I mean, obviously I can separate them from that. But it was just kind of so recent and, and in the middle of this era that I, I enjoyed that. Um, also recently, it's uh, one of uh, my uh, fiance Grace's favorite movies. And so I hadn't seen it. And she was like, oh, we come out, we're going to watch this. And that is uh, Ex Machina, uh, a mm. great film. Uh, but to watch uh, Poe and Hux <laughs> have any kind of interaction, uh, is, uh, especially ahead of us as a coworker, really fun. And then the final two here uh, are, are classics, uh, at least for me in my life. Uh, and the, one, I'm cheating and completely cheating, uh, but it is, uh, it is a actor and a director. So working together, but I was very aware of it. And I've mentioned before, but Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, uh, which mm. was a, actually a remake uh, with Frank Oz directing and Ian McDiarmid as uh, the butler for Michael Caine. Oh. And I, I've told him before, but for newer Force Center listeners, it was uh, the movie came out, what's 87, 88. And even though I was like 12 or something, it was one of the first times I realized, oh, the people in Star Wars do other things. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Um, so that was a lot of fun. If you guys have not seen it, uh, check it out. There's some great, he has some great Palpatine moments. And I, one of my greatest regrets is being at the last Jedi premiere. Very fortunate to be there. And I stood two feet from Frank Oz and had my moment to thank him for Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. And I didn't. And someone from the 501st swept in and took my time. God, did they say it. thank you for Dirty uh, Rotten Scoundrels? They did not. They just talked about Yoda. Come on. <laughs> Everyone's going to talk about Yoda. Maybe the Muppets. I, I I had the words. You ever had those moments? You're like, the drink's in my hand. I'm two feet from Frank Oz. And I'm saying, just go over and say, sir, I'd like to thank you for Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. And I didn't do it. I regret it for the rest of my life. So Frank Oz, if you're listening, you're not. But thank you for Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. <laughs> Final one for me, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Mm. Come on. You got Han Solo, General Veers, and Admiral Ossel. Uh, Michael Sheard uh, playing Hitler. Come on. Uh, and you got uh, Walter Donovan, of course, uh, Julian Glover, and then Harrison Ford, of course. But yes, uh, that was an absolute, I just absolutely loved um, that. And, and again, uh, when, when in um, 89, I'm, I'm a teenager by this point, so I understand the concept of working actors. But man, it was something to see Julian Glover for me to, as Walter Donovan to be like, oh my God, that's General Veers. Veers is in another movie and it's with Han Solo. That was one Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and boy, Michael Sheard, he, he's so, he's great in everything. He's in several uh, great uh, Doctor Who 
classic Doctor Who serial episodes. Um, mm. But he's so great in that scene. That mm. we, I just recently rewatched that film, that scene. Uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. weird to say, good job being Hitler. But <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> but yeah. an amazing job. That's a great pick. Mm. All of them are great. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I got a, a couple here. Um, one with that, like we're in this modern uh, era where, you know, we attach to certain actors, even when they have uh, robust careers where they play lots of characters, we can kind of attach to specific actors because they're the person we know from something we love, right? It's mm-hmm. been happening with MCU and with like, you know, uh, Dune, you know, uh, coming out recently and Oscar Isaac uh, talking about, you know, wanting to be a pilot and like, <laughs> but yeah. you are. Um, so one of those for me is a film that uh, I really love. It's a weird uh, science fiction film that I really uh, recommend if you like a uh, weirder, maybe a little darker uh, Annihilation uh, mm. that stars Oscar Isaac and Natalie Portman. And uh, they're in a relationship. So you get to see Poe Dameron and Padme. <laughs> so funny. In a relationship, mm-hmm. and it's a good movie too. So that's one that uh, jumps to mind. Um, another uh, weird one for me is a David Lynch film uh, that is from 2006. It's actually having a uh, a it's in it's in theaters again uh, right now uh, in art house theaters. Uh, but it's a fun mix. I love this example of Death of Stalin with uh, some interesting mm-hmm. cross sections of Star Wars actors. Um, but Inland Emperor em- Empire. Mm. Uh, stars Laura Dern, right? Uh, which we who we know is Holdo, of course. And then uh, one of uh, the main co-stars in the film is the master codebreaker himself, Justin Thoreau. Uh, but the thing that really puts it over the top for me and makes it special, uh, there are some great bits uh, with a butler played by Ian Abercrombie, <laughs> oh, <laughs> the voice of yeah. Palpatine for much of the Clone Wars. Uh, that's great. Yeah, so that well, that's when I uh, is a, a weird collection when you're like, hey, wait, like I saw this movie a long time ago. I rewatched it recently, and like, wait, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, much like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, but different. Like, there's yeah. Palpatine. Yeah. Um, this is only one actor, but I'm going to bring it up because I can. Uh, Mark Hamill is in a film called Brigsby Bear, which uh, don't Google it, don't look at what it's about. <laughs> it's uh, to me, it's about many things. It's a weird. Yeah. comedy but it's uh, about what it is to be a fan in some ways uh, and i absolutely love it it's got mark hamill and a bear brigsby bear check it there out there you go that, that, uh, that's kyle mooney's right yeah you yeah. haven't seen that one okay yeah yeah oh it's i really love it it's it's weird uh you know full warning mm-hmm. um and then my final one is one that um i think i vaguely remembered like oh yeah there's that 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 actor pops up and then i almost had to pause is more and more Star Wars actors popped up and not ones that you see all the time. Mm. Uh, I'm going to 1983, the James Bond film Octopussy. It is a treasure trove. Uh, Jeremy Bullock, Boba Fett, Lieutenant Mm. Shekel, appears uh, in a scene as Q's assistant. Uh, Mm. There is a nuclear weapons expert uh, who is uh, very intense and scary and looks kind of familiar and like, wait, that's General Maydine. That's Dermot Crowley. Oh, wow. I and just then, thought he was General Maydine. <laughs> <laughs> right? How do you ever see... Like, I, I didn't even see it. I admit, I, I I didn't see him in the film. I saw him in the credits. I was like, wait, what? No, because he doesn't have the beard. <laughs> wow. wow. Or the pointer. I can't recognize that man yeah. without a pointer. Uh, and then the final two, uh, they are Air Force uh, leaders. I believe one of them is the in charge and one of them is the assistant. They pop up a couple of places in the film, but they pop up in a pivotal moment where Bond has to convince them there's a bomb. In uh, James Bond, Roger Moore is desperately trying to get these Im- important people to believe there's a problem. In the people he's trying to get to believe there's a problem is General Riken and Admiral Mahdi working together, <laughs> Bruce Boa and Richard La Parmiente. Oh, Bruce Boa sighting. That's amazing. <laughs> right. Oh, and it's just oh. fun because it's just like it, it's it's kind of not a surprise because mm-hmm. it's it's 83. It's early 80s. And it's right. the, the actors who are working in the UK at that time. So not a big surprise. Uh, but it's just amazing to see all of them. Uh, 
I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I'm going to eventually do the deep dive on the Bond stuff uh, and catch up to my, my love of the Craig Bonds. But uh, that, that's, a, that's a great that's a great poll. Yeah, and you're so right. I was trying to think of that era, too. Like, uh, William Hootkins had to show up in several things with other Star Wars people, right? I, I know he shows in Batman 89, 89, but, like, I was trying to think of things like that. And he does in Raiders of the Lost Ark, to be clear. But, um, uh, yeah, that's a great era for that kind of stuff. Yeah, oh, and I had one of those moments with William Hootkins. I was looking him up, uh, yeah. and I believe, I'm remembering this correctly, he voices one of my favorite video games. He's in mm. a voice in one of my favorite uh, video games, uh, Eternal Darkness. Uh, oh, you yeah. never know. <laughs> it was one of those things, like, I'm, I'm trying to go to bed, and I just, like, uh, <laughs> I suddenly perk up looking at Wikipedia and just want to, like, shout out the window. Does everybody know Perkins? Porkins was in Eternal Darkness. Porkins was in Eternal Darkness. No one would know or care. Uh, but maybe uh, some listeners would. So I thought yeah. I'd share. Ah, beautiful. Very, very fun. Very fun one. Thank you all for the question. That's it, Ken. Those are our questions. Oh, great questions this week. If you have questions for us or just want to find us, uh, follow us or reach out, you can do so on Twitter uh, by following us at Four Center Pod. We're on Instagram and YouTube as well. We'll keep you updated very soon here in May. We'll have another live Q&A episode on our YouTube channel. Facebook page is Four Center Podcast. Podcast is available on Acast, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and more. Just search. You'll find us. Merch is available at Teepalup tpublic.com slash user slash four center and you can support us directly at patreon.com slash four center don't forget it star wars celebration on thursday 2 p.m we'll be on the podcast stage as guests of alex and molly damon's star wars explain show will be there uh we can also i can be found uh, at ken knapsack you can't find joseph there you can just find me at ken knapsack <laughs> on social media and my website ken joseph where can they find you yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshot, and you can check out my website, josephscrimshot.com, for all the other stuff that I do. Uh, but for now, for myself, for Ken, for all the Star Wars actors in non-Star Wars movies and television, this has been Force Center. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.